Welcome back to Basketball is Religion. I'm your host, Big Matt, and on today's episode, the Gons and I talk about some players who are bought out and how they can help their new teams. The Gons gives his game-by-game predictions for the remaining Lakers schedule. And finally, friend of the pod, Josue, joins me to talk about being in Utah during All-Star Weekend. Let's get this party started. Gons, how was your week? Man, it is flying by. I got the kids' birthday tomorrow. Big shout out to people that listen. Uh, um, I got some feedback, so I'm going to try talking closer to the mic. A few of my friends that listen now were like, well, you sound kind of far away. So if this doesn't work, then um, maybe it's time for a new mic. But um, yeah, man, busy week. The weather today was insane. It was just raining, and then it was fine, and then it started hailing. And then it was fine again, and then it started raining again. So it was just on and off. Um, there was a college uh, college tennis match at, at, at the place where I work. They had to dry the courts twice in the middle of the day. I felt bad for those college kids, but they were able to get the match in. But yeah, just really crazy. Oh man, just the weather's just been been a little just off here in Southern California. Like as far as the podcast stuff, dude. You, the, unfortunately, I kind of have to swallow the mic. Like, it kind of has to block your face. Like, unless we're going to do more video stuff, it kind of just has to block your face. Like, it's just how it is, unfortunately. The All-Star game was this past Saturday. The Gons predicted correctly. He had the he had Dame winning the three-point contest. He had Mac McClung winning the dunk contest. Gons, I'm going to give you your flowers. You won some money on that one, right? I did, but I mean, that's a big deal. There's a lot of shooters in that three-point contest. But what did the Gon say? The Gon said, Dame Lillard is the only shooter. Now, Steph Curry was there? No, but Dame Lillard was the only real shooter there. Um, And he's evolved to that from becoming a scorer to now a shooter. So, yeah, and Mac Long, I mean, I won't even give myself that. That was a gimme. I think we all knew. Anyone that's watched his Instagram and YouTube knows he has that kind of potential. Yeah, 100%. Mac McClung, he was showing that stuff in high school. That's why he brought out that jersey. His high school jersey for that last dunk. Those dunks were good. Um nothing but it's all, it's, it's just crazy how far we've come with dunks. You kind of have to like do a 360 while putting the ball in over under both legs now for us to be really 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 impressed. So, we'll see what happens with the dunk contest. They say it's back, but like Mac McClung won it, so let's just—he's still technically a G leaguer. Yes, he got signed with. Always hating on Mac McClung. Always hating on my guy, man. All right, let's see how he does on Philly. Let's see how he does. All right, the 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 least we talk about that All Star game, the better. Man, it, it was just a glorified layup line. Jalen Brown had some negative things to say about it. Mike uh, Mike Malone, the coach of the of the of LeBron's team I guess said it was the worst basketball game he'd ever seen so the less we talk about that game the better it's an exhibition game um let's see what happens in the future but we're here to talk about the last 23 24 games of the regular season it's a sprint coming to the playoffs um there was a lot of buyout guys like I had mentioned last podcast I guess we'll get into that this podcast uh you had Russell Westbrook the most famous one was finally bought out by Utah and joined the Vahids Los Angeles Clippers. Let's get into let's get into Russell Westbrook and the, uh, Westbrook on the Clippers. Guns. What are your thoughts? What do you think Westbrook can bring to the Clippers? Is it a good move? What are your thoughts? 
You know what? Let's let we don't we don't we haven't done this yet, but just for fun, let's let's. Are you okay if we call our friend Mahid, who who's a loyal Clipper fan, and see what he says for a minute here? One thousand percent. All right, let's put him on speaker. Mahid, you are live on Basketball is Religion with me and Big Matt. And we wanted to know if you would like uh we want to hear your thoughts, man, on the on Russell Westbrook and what you think it's gonna do for the Clippers just in a quick minute. Um, because you're a true loyal fan. You're you're as diehard as my sister, and those only two Clipper fans I know. So um what do you got to say about Westbrook and how do you feel like it's gonna affect the team? So I really looking forward to the first game where he plays. Um I know he gets on with Paul George, but uh, I know Kawhi Leonard was asking the team that he was welcoming a point guard, so he got it, got what he wanted. I just don't know if they're uh, if they match up. But I, I, I don't know. Matt, any questions you have for Vahid while we have him on the phone? Man, it's just trying to think of what happened. What I've already said in the group chat. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be more optimistic for you Vahid because the Clippers he's he signed in a minimum contract like do you th- how quickly do you think the Clippers should bench him if he's once he start or if he starts to do bad yeah like how much time do you give him Vahid? like they're not just gonna you think they're just gonna gel because they played together in the past I mean he's never played with Paul uh with Kawhi so what are your thoughts there like how much time are you willing to wait how many losses are you willing to take well, um, pretty much right away. If you see every, everything going negative, um, I think right away. They'll, 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 I don't think they're going to hold back at all. Uh, they don't care. Pop, um, the, the owner, um, what's his name, Bomber, he's, he's a businessman first. He doesn't care. Um, they won't hold back. Um yeah, it's hard to say. I'm looking forward. Do you guys know what the first game is with him playing? The first game is uh, against the Warriors on Friday. Okay, well, that's going to be a good test. Um, He's in shape. He's not really too injury-prone, is he? So, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to it. It's a toss-up. Okay, well, thank you for your input. And that, uh, that my friends, is the Heat businessman first and Kara second, just like Steve Ballmer. Thank you for coming on, Vahid. Gons, what what are your thoughts on Russell Westbrook to the Clippers? He is going to work out fantastic, and I know that's shocking coming from my mouth, but this is why. He has something to prove, and if there's anybody that's determined to prove anyone wrong, that anyone that's willing to play that extra defense and hustle, despite getting older and maybe losing a little edge, this man's sole mission is to be is going to be to be successful on the Clippers. So I can't bet against him, Matt. I think he will succeed, and it will be um, a good experiment. Yeah, it's like we were so ready just to completely dunk on Vahid in group chat and have those banners ready for the selfies because we saw what Russell Westbrook did to a team the last year and a half. And you think that that sort of guy is going to come into that locker room and, you know, be a culture culture changer? Like, I don't know why they got rid of Reddy Jackson to bring in Russell Westbrook because Reggie. So I looked at that. 
has been he's just been struggling. He's not the point guard that they're looking for. They've been looking for a point guard, and it was Reggie Jackson, but honestly, he's not a point guard and he's been struggling. So right now you got Terrence Mann um taking a lot of that role as well as Paul George, but still not point guards. Russell Westbrook is essentially a point guard. Hundred percent for because oh man. I guess he is a point guard, but we've seen this as Laker fans, we've seen his passes just go too astray too many times, just making foolish turnover after foolish turnover. Like the biggest advantage that the Clippers have over the Lakers in this is that they're not paying him $46 million. So they don't have to be incentivized to play him if he starts doing badly. It's just kind of want to ask. That's why I wanted to ask Vahid how long of a leash he had for Westbrook. If he starts playing badly, do they just release him there? Or they, how many games do they give him before he kind of gets off of this, um, gets off of the lineup. But yeah, you're right. They need a traditional point guard. I guess it'll, it'll lead into the second one too. Like, would you rather have Russell Westbrook or Patrick Beverly as your point guard? Russell Westbrook, you've had Pat Beverly before. You've been there. You've done that. I think he adds a little bit too much to that locker room. You already got it with the Morris brother there. Um, you have your dog, as we spoke about, or your fight. That team is well compacted, ready to compete. Um, I just think Westbrook isn't going to fail here. I think he has too much going against him. And I think if we look at history, anytime Westbrook hasn't had real pressure on him, everyone thinks Westbrook's going to fail here. Everybody. So I think if I go back, anytime there has been no pressure on Westbrook, he has done phenomenal. When the pressure comes on, the lights come on, he tends to fail. He So, I mean, he did good on that Wizards team. I think Led him to the playoffs, didn't do well. Did well with OKC for years and years and years. Came to a Lakers team, just wasn't put together well, right? Um, I don't know. I I think he'll excel, and I I I hope he does. I I like West Russell Westbrook, and 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 how many times Matt has a Laker left and done well on another team? How many times? It's it's a weird situation because it's right now it's like there it was D'Lo it's it the Laker kids uh, Clarkson D'Lo uh, Kuzma is averaging more points but I get it like if once you leave the Lakers you do a little bit better so I, I even Nance bro Nance Junior like anybody anybody you can think Fisher left took off when he was on Utah like just go back to history Nick Van Exel had some of his biggest numbers playing for the Mavs and the Nuggets like everyone no one plays better on the Lakers. Not one person, which why is Kobe Bryant was so special, um, including LeBron, does not play better on the Lakers. In a leadership role, he has done better. He has done a better job in Miami and Cleveland. But it's also to the point where he doesn't have the same level of players as he had on those teams. So it's hard to say that he's doing worse. Like individual, like stats wise, he's doing amazing this season. It's just the leadership is it's a little bit shaky. And I hate Rule will probably yell at me right now for even saying that. But yeah, you're right. I, I I agree with you. Yeah, I mean we'll see what happens, but I think it was a good move. Let's go on to the next one. All right. Patrick Beverly to the Chicago Bulls. Gons with Lonzo Ball. Probably out for the whole season. Who knows what's wrong with his knee? I still think it's because he doesn't want to play in Chicago, but we already have Patrick Beverly, Alex Caruso, Levine, um, DeRozan, and Vucevic, Kobe White, Patrick Patrick Williams in Chicago. Chicago is your team. What are your thoughts on Patrick Beverly to the Bulls? I'm, they needed a point guard. I guess this is as close as you can get 
this late in the season on a buyout. Um, I don't know what's wrong with Lonzo Ball. Is it a Brandon Roy situation? Like, are his knees that bad? Because the doctor's saying, you're fine, you can play. So then what's what's wrong? Um, but he says there's still pain. So maybe sometime will we'll help him. But I think when you come to a point when the doctors say you're good and you still feel like you can't play, that your career is just about done. So I would go ahead and say um, it's better. It's an asset. It's not going to hurt the team. All right. Let's move on to the Miami Heat who acquired uh, Kevin Love from the Cleveland Cavaliers. <clears throat> Kevin Love asked for last to be released by the Cavaliers because he had been struggling but for coming back from injury. But uh, the Cavaliers, because they felt they owed Kevin Love something, they granted his release and he signed with the Miami Heat. What are your thoughts on Kevin Love to the Heat? I don't, I don't know. I don't really like it. Um, I think the one thing Kevin Love can offer at this stage in his career is veteran leadership. I don't think he's going to get you minutes, points, rebounds. It's not the same guy. Uh, again, he's, he's older, body. Everyone's not LeBron, right? Um, I think he could have offered more Matt to a younger team that needed veteran leadership. You already got your veterans here with Jimmy Buckets. You got Kyle Laurie. He's a veteran of veteran. All like this team is stacked with veterans. I think he's just trying to maybe get a ring, live in Miami. It's a good life. Semi-retirement puts you in place. Maybe get a coaching job there. If you do well with the, the leadership you could provide with the leaders they already have. It move doesn't make sense to me unless it's just him thinking, hey, I'm about to retire. Why not go live in Miami? I've been freezing my butt off in Cleveland for freaking how many years? That's all. That's that's what I make out of it. Yeah, he'll provide that stretch power forward. You have Bam Adebayo, him, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero. Just another player to stretch the floor. We'll see if he's really recovered from that injury. Just because the talk online is that, you know, they, they they still needed that veteran presence in Cleveland. So it was just kind of odd for him to want out. But there had to be something internally where he wanted, just wanted out of Cleveland. But and luckily, he was able, able to find. A, it's cold, Matt. Yeah. It's cold. <laughs> no, for sure. Or how'd you get? We're we're going through right now in SoCal, but you know, to to find a steady um, place in, in in the Heat because if you were to come to the Lakers, there's no real set role for him uh, these last 23, 23 games. So if you're not going to come play with LeBron, go to the Heat, play with Jimmy buckets. Let's. I would I would have liked him on like a Sacramento or a, a, a you know a younger team that needs uh, Memphis. I think he would have been great, a good asset there. Those are just some teams I think. That he would have been good. Yeah, so good veteran team. presence for that for that um, Memphis Grizzlies team. Let's get, let's do two quick ones. Um, Danny Green to the Cavs. That's another wing to probably probably replace uh, Karis Levert's minutes. What do you think about Danny Green to the Cavs? I've always liked Danny Green. I just think he's streaky, um, comparably to other shooters. He does play defense, three and D guy. I I don't think having him could hurt you in any sense. So. Uh, I know the the Cavs are making a run for it, and you know having an extra piece like Danny Green who could come play big minutes in the playoffs would be great. So, kudos to them. Good move. Last one, just a small well, I guess two, because it's um, the the player we talked about earlier, Reggie Jackson, and also Thomas Bryant. Oh, that wasn't really a buyout, but regardless, um, the buyout was um, Reggie Jackson to the Denver Nuggets. So what do you think about uh, Jackson to the Nuggets? 
Nuggets are scary, bro. Nuggets are scary. Look, I look, Reggie Jackson wasn't doing as well as he's been doing. Also, because he's been put in a position where he has to be a starting point guard or play point guard a lot of minutes. I've gone to a lot of Clipper games. My sister had season seats last game. Reggie Jackson is a baller. Hands down. Can take over the game. Can score. Um, I like Reggie Jackson a lot. I do. I understood why the Clippers got rid of him. He wasn't your traditional point guard. Um, but that's a hell of a pickup for an already stacked Nugget team. I agree. It's the, they need a point guard. They got a point guard. At least they didn't get Russ. I would have like going back to my earlier question. I would have preferred Reggie Jackson over Russ for sure. Let's move on to the Los Angeles Lakers. We had talked last podcast. You think they're gonna go nineteen and four the rest of the way? Let's look at the schedule and see if they actually could go nineteen and four. Looking at each individual game here, you know the Lakers. Like a, the Lakers had require, acquired uh, D'Angelo Russell, um, Vanderbilt, and Beasley uh, from the uh, tro- uh, Minnesota Timberwolves and got rid of Russ and also got rid of. Uh, JTA and also Thomas Bryant and a second and a first round pick in 2027. Let's go. Let's look at the schedule. See what has what's going to happen with the Lakers. Starting off with tonight, we are recording on Thursday. So once you hear this, this game will be over. But the Lakers are hosting the Golden State Warriors. Still no Steph Curry tonight. Gone to do you have Lakers versus the Golden State Warriors tonight? Lakers win this. They cover the spread. It's five and a half. I put money on this this one. All right, so then a couple of days off. Sunday, they're going to Dallas to play Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, uh, Lakers versus Mavs. That's going to be a nail-biter. Um, I think that, that could go either way. Uh, I, I just think because they're in um, Dallas, but I feel like that Kyrie and Luka are still struggling to gel together. But the fact that it's nationally televised uh, might hurt the Lakers. Because Luca and Kyrie are gonna want to put a little extra, uh, if you know what I mean. Um, okay, if I have to choose, I'll take Dallas here. Sorry, my cat was in the way. So, um, so the Lakers are now one and one. Going uh, two days later, uh, Lakers versus Memphis on Tuesday. Uh, who do you have in that That's game? That's a win. That's a win. Lakers win. So two and one moving to March. Where we have Lakers at Oklahoma City on March first. Easy win. So three and one. Moving into uh, versus Minnesota at home. Lakers win. Four and one. Moving to Golden State at home on Sunday, March fifth. Lakers win five and one. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies at home uh, March seventh. Lakers win and six and one. Um, Toronto for, at home on March tenth. Lakers Ooh, seven and one. Uh, tr- New York uh, Sunday the twelfth of March. Lakers eight and one. Just kind of keeping track here. Uh, no, at New Orleans uh, Tuesday um, March fourteenth. Lakers. Wow, nine and one. You're okay. Uh, at Houston, of course. I think that's gonna be one. Lakers win. Ten and one. Uh, Dallas at home um, on March seventeenth. Uh 
I think Lakers will will lose. No, you know what? Lakers will win this because Dallas wins that other one. Uh, at or oh, at home versus Orlando on uh, March seventh, March nineteenth. Lakers, Lakers win. Man, so this, they're going to win twelve out of thirteen. That's very bold. Um, now you have Phoenix at home on Lakers. Lakers lose. Okay, twelve and two. Oklahoma City fall after that at home. Lakers win. Then you have Chicago at home. Lakers. Lakers lose that game. Okay. Then you have Chicago at Chicago. Uh, Lakers win that game. So they'll lose at home, win on the road. Yes, okay. that's how it will go. Okay, Minnesota at Minnesota. Lakers lose. Okay, moving to April at Houston. Lakers win. At Utah. Lakers win. At Clippers. Lakers win. Uh, Phoenix at home. I feel like they'll be resting their players here, so Lakers will win. And Utah at home. I also uh, I feel like if they do, yeah, this will be their last loss. You were so close, Guns. Were you keeping track at all? I think I I ended up selecting five losses versus four. Yep. So you're at eighteen and five instead of nineteen and four. Do you want to change that last one just to make just to keep it consistent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, they'll beat the Jazz. Who knows? The Jazz may rest their players. You know, at the end of the day, Jazz have seeding. They may not play their starters. So you think the Jazz sure. will make the playoffs? Yeah, aren't they like number four right mm, now? They, they fell off, especially after they started well, but they fell off. They're now they're currently sitting at um, Utah is in the twelfth position. They're at. 29 oh, no. and 31. Yeah, you know what? The yeah, Lakers will win. I I forgot they, they made some moves. I don't I think they're 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 going to try to lose here to try to get a pick. So yeah, Lakers Lakers will win that one. You're very optimistic and I like it because I am a Laker fan, but it's thinking yeah, I I'm I'm looking at maybe seven losses as opposed to four. But again, I I like the optimism as a Laker fan for sure. Um, seven will not do the job. Seven will not make them get into the playoffs. I think six is like the handicap of where they're going to get in or not. Like, do you view, do they have to get to the seventh and eighth seed? Or like, are you saying they have to win six to get to the ninth and tenth spot? No, you know what? If they lose seven, they'll get to the ninth, tenth spot. That's fair. That's fair. They cannot lose more than seven. But if they lose seven, they will get that tenth spot. That's where, that's, that's the line right there, I believe. Next podcast, I want to get into all those teams, all those mid teams. Are, are they really mid or are they just everyone's just deep and everyone's good? But we'll get into that next podcast. Gons, um, anything you want to get into before we leave today? No, man. No. See you Saturday at my kid's birthday. Looking forward to it. Uh, we'll be there with my daughter and we'll have some fun. Dance around some some kids, kids music. Some Bollywood. Some, bo- some Bollywood music. Hell yeah. Should be a fun time. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. All right, man. Thanks, dude. Later. Bye. I am joined today by my former coworker, still friend. He moved from SoCal over to Utah uh, last year. 
I was hoping he would come back, but it looks, looks like he's going to be staying there for a little bit. Um, crazy because the All-Star game was in Utah this year. Josue, um, you've been a long supporter of the podcast before this and now this pod. How have you been? Hey, thanks for, for having me on. It's, you know, it's been a, I think we talked like maybe like the last week or two weeks. Uh, I've been enjoying this weather. Last night we had a crazy storm, so got a couple feet of snow down in here. And yeah, no, overall doing great and just excited to be on here. Thanks for joining me, man. Appreciate the appreciate the support as always. Um, with All Star All Star Game was the All Star Game. I guess my first question is, how was All Star Weekend, and how was the vibe around Salt Lake City? Man, I I I thought about this like long and hard just the other day. Like, people kept asking me because I live in downtown. Like, oh, was it crazy downtown? Like, how was it? Like, could you even get anywhere around? It was a normal weekend in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Foot traffic. No extra, no like no clubs or nothing, no parties, nothing. There 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 was a couple parties. I, I will say they, they started the partying Thursday night. I believe there was a couple parties. Um I know there was one last party, I think Sunday night, but in reality. I've been to LA on a weekday weekend where you have insane amount of traffic, can't get into the city or, you know, something's going down in the city and it's just, it's just, it's just not the same. It, I was here and I was like, okay, let's, let's just drive downtown real quick. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with parking or, or let's just drive to um, the, the club real quick, which we drew, did end up driving to one of the clubs. I was like, I don't want to deal with an Uber. It's going to be expensive. Got parking. It was, I've never seen a city just have an event so big and feel like I was on a normal weekend where nothing was going on. That's insane. So I'm being all-star. It's like, Black Super Bowl or or that not Black Super Bowl, but there's just like there's always these crazy parties. You hear about these different things that happen when it's in Las Vegas or it's in Miami, Utah. Yes, there's a drinking the that drinking um, curfew, I guess um, that that's yeah. over there. But but yeah, that's that, that's. No, I thought no. you you think they turn up a little bit, no? No, there was there was normal amount of turn up. There's no like insane. Like, oh, we couldn't get into this club. We couldn't get in here. It, it all looked like a normal weekend. The I will say one thing that was amazing about it, and this is this is the funny part. The city planned this event so well. They had free transportation for all the public transportation here in the city for the full Thursday through Monday, right? I got onto that transportation a couple times this weekend, empty. Not a single person was on there. Yes, there was a couple times where like there was a lot of people going from one event to another. But the crazier thing is they did the best. They did their best to hide like the unhoused population within the city. That even though there was transportation, 
they were also offering hotel shuttling. So you never had to jump onto like public transportation. You could, from the outside of your hotel, just jump onto a, a, a shuttle and that would take you straight to any of those events. So it felt like they were just making sure the population only got from their hotel to the event and then back from the event to their hotel. Because there, there was just, it, it felt like just a ghost town. I guess if it's planned so well and if you do such a good job and you know the transportation's free yeah that's crazy but it's just like just the fact that there was no buzz around the city for the event that's kind of shows you how the event is in like how how it's kind of devolved into not as you know popular as it used to be but so the vibe was kind of down um did, what days did you attend did you attend the uh, Saturday uh, Saturday events or just the All-Star game? What did you attend? So I attended the, the Friday and Saturday event. So Friday, we had the, the Rising Star tournament. And then Saturday, we had All-Star practice. Um, Rising Star tournament was probably one of the coolest things I've seen. Just it, it reminded me of uh, running running tennis tournaments back in <laughs> back with the city with you over there. It it gave like a good showcase to just be like, oh, you know, this this is our new talent kind of coming in. I will say I had some things about it that I just did not like. And the main thing I didn't like is that they clumped the G League players together. And that felt that felt like they just they just had like hung them out to dry. Like so they they didn't do as good as the other teams and just kind of got smoked. So I really felt like they should have mixed those G League players up with the other players in in those Rising Star games because they just did not have the same amount of build. They were they were a smaller team. No, but no, for sure, dude. Because that sort of format was pretty neat. You know, seeing Pau Gasol there. Yeah. Like you're right. Like, like I guess we'll get into that a little bit later too. How to fix the All Star game, but like. Yeah, like the, I didn't watch that part of it, but you know, having the four teams and then kind of play off against each other to yeah. get to the finals—that's a really neat concept. I completely agree. Kind of like running those tournaments like we had back in the day. They had like a little final tournament where it was like last to twenty-five. I kid you not, I thought it was a best two out of three, like last to twenty-five. No, it was just last to twenty-five. We all were just like, "Oh," and we're like, "Wait, he won? That's it?" But the previous so it so ended too quick it ended too early. Yeah, they, it ended a little bit too early. They they should have done like the last like finals best of three, like first twenty one. I think, I think that was like a, a staple growing up. Is like oh first to twenty one like wins, and it was weird to be like oh first to twenty five wins. Um, I will say Jose Alvarado hit like a sweet banger with that three pointer to to close it out, which was like I was like all right, you know. Uh, this is this is this is what we're gonna have in the future. Like players like this that that want to take that last shot at the end of the game and um, bring some energy into the game. So it, it definitely gave me something like to stand up towards. Like at the end of the game, I was like, "Whoa, he just he just went for it." <laughs> yeah, it's good to just have that have that confidence to, to make to shoot those end of game shots. So Jose Alvarado is going to be a really solid player on, on, on New Orleans moving in the future. So you went Friday, you went Saturday. Mm -hmm. I guess I asked you about the parties again. So I guess I'll ask again, 
Any parties, like any and crazy NBA parties that, that you went to on Friday or Saturday? Friday or Saturday. So I actually went Saturday night to DJ Diesel, a.k.a. Shaq. Which, wow. Hell yeah. Which for an NBA player just playing a set. And he did he did the, he did the normal like you have an opener played for an hour. But for that hour, he, he threw some bangers in there. He threw music in that I never thought was going to be like mixed in and somehow ended up working. And he just he brought that level of energy that you don't see a lot. And you can you can tell um, his in his line of work, how he's like an NBA live and all that stuff. He brought that same energy just out like while he was DJing, just giving a. He, he was he was like, how's Salt Lake City doing? And it's like trying to incorporate the crowd some of it you know for for whatever crowd was there like paying attention but he he played some really good sets and i was like hey this is worth probably only getting the next morning we went to go ski this is worth only getting three to four hours of sleep to go ski the next morning totally worth i'd go watch him again and he even brought out which was the funniest thing uh, Guy Ferrari from uh, Flavortown, mayor of Flavortown. Hell yeah. So that's freaking awesome, dude. Freaking Guy Fieri and fucking and, and Shaq. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Did you, uh, any, any, any good lookers over there meet Ooh. up with anybody? Oh, man. There definitely, you could tell there's not, pe- there was people not from the city, like at that party. <laughs> uh, the, the only, the only other thing I, I can say is, Going back to how empty the city was, I went to one of the breweries that pops the most on Friday night. No, empty. I had like a very few people there. We got a table. It's hard to get a table at that brewery. Got a table. It's chilling there. We chilled until. Where did everybody go? Like any of the shock party? Were there any NBA players at the shock party at all? Uh, from what I heard, there was a few. Uh, most. All, all like at the NBP, um, the what's called the VIP area, but not nah, like they like honestly, I feel like they went to their hotels, went to events, went back to their hotels and partied. That that had to be what happened throughout that whole thing because there was a section in a. Who who is who is it on the broadcast? I think it was Shaq and Chuck just saying, "Oh man, Salt Lake City." It's like everyone's gonna die and go to heaven here because it's so tame. <laughs> uh, it's I, true. It's true. <laughs> that that was that was almost the decision I made. I was like, "Man, they're saying it straight up. I should just move back already." <laughs> Damn! Did you watch the game at all? Yeah, I, I actually did, and. Just like every year, they just they changed up the format this year, and it was like what three quarters, um, three quarters highest score, you know, goes to charity, whatnot. It, it's semi fun, but I still feel like it's it's so useless, just because of people being prone to injuries during those games. It makes it feel like. Why would I come out and play at all, give any effort 
I, even though it's for charity, like that's that's all good. Like they're they're out there making some buckets, but this is where I finally said this is this is my idea on on how to improve this game. Ready? And you're you're probably, you're probably familiar with this. Have you ever heard of money in the bank? Wow! Wow! I didn't think you'd go there. I am familiar with money in the bank, as you uh, know. So I, I thought I thought you liked this reference. So this is just an idea, and however they incorporate it, like I I thought it would be funny. So you get a money in the bank wristband to just throughout the rest of the remainder of the season throw out a challenge. Interesting. How is that gonna go? I, I just feel like if if you're a contender, you'd want that wristband. You could take it all the way up to the finals. There's there's some controversial play. Your coach doesn't want to the challenge because they'll lose timeout. And nope, you you got this wristband from the, the All Star game because your team came up and won, and you can use it. Wow, like to challenge a challenge a play, yeah, like you, once, if your team wins, you're able to challenge a play in the future. Like it doesn't count. Wow, yeah, that's interesting. Like it helps it helps your team out, especially in the wow. Yeah, that's that's really 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 innovative, dude. I I give you props on that one. That's because <laughs> no one no one ever thinks about like those challenges and being able. No, that's really cool. That's really cool. I I would have never thought of that. That's that's yeah. such a great idea, dude. So. I, I thought you liked that term. I was like, man, in the bank, like just have a fan <laughs> with a dollar. I know, like something. Just be like, throw. yeah, some sort of incentive, right? That's yeah. that's cool, dude. It makes me that, never that thought will, about that. That'll make it feel like, hey, this is worth worth it. Like you need to play because you're gonna you're gonna have such a like little advantage that can just play out so big in that because there's there's always that game that. Hey, maybe you're trying to make in the the playing like, and last last shot, you just get fouled on the way, but no call. Throw up a review, get the get the free pointer, uh, free point attempt, and make those in. And next thing you know, you're in the playing, or even finals. Like it, it'd be crazy to to allow it to like still continue out like all the way through the finals. But hey, like anything to just make the all star game feel like it has some type of use like originally i was thinking increase your standing somehow like by half a point something but i i thought this challenge idea was was just funny and would just hey be... it's something dude because <laughs> there's a lot of people aren't coming up with any solutions for this stuff and that's that's something dude i i'll, I'll give you definitely give you props for that one um that that sort of idea is thinking outside the box and i love it dude honestly Man, Lenny in the bank. Dude, just, <laughs> just, I want this. I want this count. I want this challenge. I want this challenge right now. Hell yeah! Yeah. Oh man, that that would that would be fun. Let's move on. I know the All Star Game itself was kind of whatever, like you'd mentioned. Honestly, I didn't watch it. It's just 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 to be kind of clear, I did not watch that game. I didn't want to watch that game because, yeah, just it, I just didn't watch that game. Let's move on. I know we're supposed to talk about the Jazz, but Jazz are falling off the vibes there. You had mentioned before it's it's more of like a college town, which is great to see. But they're gonna fall off. I you know they made those trades; they're hundred percent gonna fall off. You're you're from SoCal. I got you into the Lakers, Swaggy P. 
Shout out to Swaggy P. Even though the deal is back now, <laughs> and him and Swaggy P don't kind of get along. Um, what are your thoughts about this current Laker team, and what do you think about that trade that they made to get D'Lo, uh, Vanderbe- uh, Vanderbilt, and Beasley back and getting rid of Russ? You know what? I, I think I was one of the people that just loved Russ on the team, and I wouldn't have minded him staying on the team for the rest of the season. Um, maybe they would have got into the play-in with him. Maybe. So my th- my more thing was, as long as we didn't trade and end up with some Luol Dang, some Timothy Mozgov, like just blunder again, we're we're completely golden. And and this was one of those trades that, yeah, it, it bettered the team. At what cost? Nothing. Nothing too great. Like yes, you got D'Lo back. You got a shooter, and you got a guy that gives you energy. So, I I will say that they got the next twenty three game twenty three games to prove it. And unless they go fifteen and eight, which is what I think they might be able to do, then they they have to go better than fifteen and eight in order to be a contender. There's no excuse at this point. They they got the things that they were. All the Lakers fans were saying, "Hey, we need a shooter. We need someone that that can be explosive, something like that." And and you have it now, so we'll, we'll see. There's there's a lot. There's 23 games left in the season. It's not a lot of time. <laughs> 15 and eight is very pes- is very optimistic. I think the Gons last podcast went 19 and four. I'm kind of I'm kind of more leaning towards you to your thinking probably that exact sort of record for the Lakers to make the playoffs or even to even to get into the play-in game because you maybe get to seven and eight seed who knows but yeah fifteen and eight seems very reasonable I think they can do it especially with this loaded with this team they're able to get three solid players for Russ in a first round pick in twenty twenty seven some some eighth grader somewhere. Um, I guess before we go today, is there any shout outs, anything you want, anything we missed you want to hit up? Um, do you have any shout outs to someone for the pod? Uh, anything you want to get into before we leave today? Man, anything I want to get into before we leave today. Man, well, honestly, thanks for having me on. Uh, I hope to jump in here and there whenever, you know, you guys need a backup. Um, let's, let's leave it off there because I'm, I'm thinking next time we we're, we're on, I'll I'll ask one or two questions and then we'll we'll see where we go from there. I, I know usually it doesn't go that way, but hey, why not? No, no, we'll definitely have a more roundtable conversation next time. We'll 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 have you on before the season ends, maybe in a in, in a couple of weeks here. Then we'll just definitely talk more general hoop and, and you know about the league. It's just it, this stretch run. You have 23, 24 games left. It's going to be really fun. And that will be it for us today. Thank you to the Gons and Josue for joining me. With everyone well-rested, the stretch run to the playoffs should be really fun to watch. I'm recording this outro after the games tonight. The Lakers look really solid beating the Warriors with LeBron and Anthony Davis having subpar games statistically. The Grizz are continuing their recent slide and are really really poured down the stretch against the Sixers. John Rant couldn't buy a bucket. The Nuggets outplayed the Cavs in Cleveland down the stretch, and it looks more likely 
that Nikola Jokic is going to win his third straight MVP. Just a lot of good games tonight. I really hope the rest of the season's like this. Thank you for listening. We appreciate the support. Have a great weekend.